man, I don't know about you, but man, God got me out of some stuff, brought me here, and I shouldn't have been here. I have friends that didn't make it here. Come on, somebody. He's been so faithful. He's been so good. And I just want to encourage somebody that might want to have given up or quit or wondering what their, their, their purpose or the point is. And uh, God just says that you still got a plan, that he's, he's designed you and brought you here. And the fact that uh, he's never lost a battle in your life, uh, he's not going to start losing battles in your life now. Come on, he's not about losing battles. He's the only one that's never lost, and uh, he's going to continue to win. We're in a series called How to Be Human. And um, real quick, before we jump in, you heard it in the announcements. We've got a lot going on this month. We have a team night tonight. And so come on for our team. Give it up for our team. Anybody serving here? Worship team, host team, cafe team, production team. Give it up for our production team. Come on, guys. Thank you all for what you do. Amazing excellence. And uh, I, I just um, want to say tonight's a team night. We want to honor the team tonight. And not just like uh, by giving out awards, we'll do that, but just being together, hanging out together. And uh, we've got some food, I believe. We have some s'mores. We've got some games. We've got some worship. We've got a little word I might bring and uh, just some, some laughter and and I think it's important to hang out. Maybe you're not on one of our teams yet, but you're interested in, in leading or being on a team here. Let me just say this. We have an open leadership culture here, a wide open leadership culture. So we would love for you to come hang out, get a little idea of what it's about, and uh, be a part. We'll, we'll be distanced a little bit. We'll be outside a little bit, so it'll be safe and all that. And so I would encourage you. And if you're on a team and we're wondering, man, come, I need to hang out with you. I need some love tonight. Is that all right? Come on, y'all. Like, dang, he's needy. Yes, I'm so needy. I preached a message on that a few months back. I'm so needy. And uh, we just, I just miss you guys. I miss people, you know. Let's hang out together a little bit tonight and have fun. Um, and then we have man night. Come on, men. Ooh, 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 ooh. We have some man things happening at the end of this month. And then we also have, uh, so you know, the 30th, you've heard me say it. We've put in, we believe by the Spirit, we needed something uh, just a little deeper going after the Holy Spirit a little bit more. So we're going to do that the last Sunday of every month called Encounter Night. And it's going to be a time for people to get healed and God to, to move in miracles and uh, open prayer time and extended worship and just you, bringing people from the community you know, know need healed of cancer or need d demons cast out of them. What, I mean, come on, we're gonna, we're gonna, we don't do that all that on Sunday morning, but listen, you don't, you don't see everything in the car showroom either. Come on, they changing the oil back in the back somewhere, you know what I'm saying? We don't change oil out here every Sunday, but, but, but we have places that the oil can get changed. And so we're going to make uh, that night just going after his presence a little bit and letting God do some, some shop work on us, if, if you can say it that way. Does that make sense? I'd love you to be a part of that. So hopefully you see you tonight at Team Night. How to be human. We looked at uh, the first part of the series, just breathing, breathing. We need air. We take air for granted sometimes unless we have asthma or have a problem breathing or now with COVID, you know, we hear all those things about the, the, the air and hard to breathe. We don't take that for granted as much anymore. And masks, we definitely don't take breathing for granted now that we all have to wear masks. I'm praying that we get through the masks one day. Our next step in church will be to go to non-mandatory masks. We're listening to the city. We're trying to figure that out. Keep praying for us because we no one, we don't, this is, I don't want this to be our new normal and we're all, it's, we're going to hear the city be wise, but there's our steps of progression we're going to take but we talked about breathing week one that the higher the altitude the thinner the air and astronauts and pilots and mountain climbers and anybody that goes to a high altitude has to have certain breathing apparatuses to help them survive it's the same in the spiritual battle we're in we're at altitudes right now that we've never been in before I'm in an altitude in a spiritual fight and spiritual battles I've never been into, in, in. And so, so the higher we go, the more air of the Holy Spirit we need, the more worship we need of, of God and his presence. We looked last week 
at being thirsty or, or being dehydrated, that we can take water for granted, and especially in our country, and that, that the only thing that can hydrate you and hydrate your soul is him as your source. That's it. Like, that we have to drink from the waters. God, all through the scriptures, talked about, I am the water. There's rivers that will flow out of you that literally, if you're a believer, you've got rivers on the inside of you. That the source to your satisfaction and hydration is not externally, it's internal. And that God has this river in you. And we looked at that. And, and here's what I wanted to say. I didn't say it last week, but what's, what's hard is you can be in the middle of your promise and still be parched. And it's actually the riskiest time in your life when you enter into the promise of God, when a fulfillment of his promise comes about in your life. That's the easiest moment to get parched because a lot of times we equate his promise to his presence. And his promise is not his presence. Proof is in Hebrews when, when Jesus, through the apostle Paul, is telling us about rest. And he says, if, if the promised land was the presence, Joshua spoke of a promise, but there still remained a day of rest because all God's kids, even though they entered into the promised land, they never entered into the rest of God, which comes only in Jesus. And so, so I want to encourage you, like, you could be in your promise and be parched. And, and I would encourage you, like Moses said, I don't want the promise. I don't want all you have for me, God, and not have your presence. And so we need the water of his presence to sustain or hydrate us. And this week, I'm going to look at one simple verse, and uh, then I'm going to end the series next week. And uh, Matthew 5, 6, this is a simple verse, one of the greatest uh, passages of scripture that Jesus teaches, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, and he gives these Beatitudes, and um, really the, the intention of the Beatitudes are to show us that we all fall short and that we need Jesus, and, um, and so this is a statement, one of my favorite verses here, he makes a statement, he says, blessed, and the word blessed actually means happy or joyous or fulfilled, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled, not maybe, shall be Filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. My title for today is, I Gotta Get Hungry. Look at three people and say, get hungry, get hungry, get hungry. Y'all hungry today? Get hungry. A hungry people make a happy preacher. Come on, a hungry people make a happy preacher. In Jesus' name, I gotta get hungry. Father, thank you so much for your word. I pray that it would make us hungry. I pray that it would um, give us an appetite for you today like never before. I thank you for air that you've given us. Uh, we take it for granted sometimes. Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Thank you for water, clean water. We take it for granted as we flip our faucets on every day. Thank you for the water of your presence. I pray for the bread of life today that we would get hungry in Jesus' name. Amen? I've got to get hungry. I've got a 17-year-old. 15-year-old and a 13-year-old, and uh, my 17-year-old, he eats in weird patterns and weird habits. Like, he won't eat a lot of times, and I don't, it's not really like a, a, a working out type of thing, because he works out, he's not conscious about his, you know, eating or anything like that. He just, he just decides, like, I'm going to not eat, or I'm going to go on my own schedule, I'm not hungry, and I'm like, he's got to eat, and so we have these snack packs, and they've got M&Ms and peanuts and raisins, and so he walks around all day long eating those things. I'll see two and three and four of those wrappers by the couch. I'm like, son, it's dinner. Eat something. We've got hamburgers and steak and chicken, and we've got potato. we got good food. Eat. No, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, man, I look at his, his mom, and we're like, this is kind of a slap in our face. We've got steak and potatoes and chicken. He's eating Chex Mix from a bag, you know? Eat. He's like, no, and then there's this selfish desire for him to eat in me because I know he's going to be hangry. 
he's going to be sluggish and he's going to be up and down and his attitude's going to dip and his mom's going to be mad and I'm going to be mad and then we're going to be wondering why is everybody mad because you didn't eat you know I get upset when I don't eat it runs in the family you know what I mean and, and like, eat, eat, eat. And we come, we've come to the place. I mean, what am I going to do? He's 17. Am I going to drag him by the, the hair and, and give, him, give him, you know, pureed peas? I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I used to could. He'd even spit those out. You know what I mean? I've just, I, can't, I can't force feed him. And so we just determined, like, you know what? He'll just have to live with the consequences. And whatever he does, if his attitude, or he'll have to live with that. If he won't eat, he's going to be up and down. It's going to be tough on everybody. But we can't force him to eat. And here's the thing. God won't force you to eat. God can't force you or force feed you. It says that he will actually only fill those that are hungry. He will only, those that hunger and thirst, God will feed. So literally, you could be here today, and God could drop a miracle and food and bread into the person sitting next to you, skip over you and feed three other people, and skip over you and feed based on your hunger, because God feeds you according to your hunger. He can't feed you if you're not hungry. He can't fill you if you're not hungry. And God wants to fill us in response to our hunger, and it's so important that we would hunger in life for Jesus right now. Everything in life's about hunger. Spiritual hunger, financial hunger, Physical hunger, emotional hunger, relational hunger, everything in your life. Here's why. Your hungers drive your decisions. Everything about your life drives your decision based on what you're hungry for. And God responds to hunger. There's a hunger inside of you that God put there and he feeds us when we're hungry. The Sermon on the Mount, he uses a a natural thing, hunger, to teach us a spiritual truth that you'll be happy and joyful and blessed. When you lean in spiritually and you hunger for God, you'll actually be filled. Hungry people get filled. I don't know where we are or you are, but I know for me, I'm asking God, make me hungry, more hungry than ever. I was recounting the other day the miracles that God had done when I first got saved and when I used to go door to door and we'd witness. Come on, remember the door to door witnessing days? Come on, somebody, it wasn't even Jehovah's Witness. I was just a Christian. (laughs) We used to do that, 8 a.m., prayer and fasting, 40 days, seeing miracles happen in the streets. Started to get me fired up and I'm like, man, God, and Started remembering how our church got started and the, and the energy and the, and, the, and, the, and the vision and the heart of our church and the miracles of our church. and the, Started recounting people's lives and the miracles God did in your lives and my life. And, and it just began to make me hungry. It made me not want to live on yesterday's manna or yesterday's meal. It made me hungry for a new move, a new thing of God. Like, God, what do you want to do today? I think sometimes we get, we get loss of appetite because we're still living on yesterday's meal. What does God want to say and do today? God, I'm hungry for you. Hungry, hungry people change the world. Because God, listen to me, because God responds to hunger. Y'all hungry today? I promise you, like, if you're hungry, my job, it makes, it change, it will change. I will be a better pastor if you're hungry. You're like, well, his sermon wasn't that good. Well, you weren't hungry. It's on you. It's not on me. You better come wanting to eat. I came hungry. I came hangry. You better came hungry. I, I get hungry on Sundays. And like uh, years ago, we got invited to people's houses a lot for dinner. Nowadays, we don't because I preach this often. I don't go to people's houses to eat anymore. Too many things have happened. <laughs> Too many odd circumstances and scenarios. And I, I like to know what you're cooking. I don't like to show up and you've already made it. I want to see what's gone into it. You might have cats all over your counter, somebody. And that ain't even Jesus. 
That ain't even Jesus. Come on, cat people. I love you, but, but anything that poops in a box indoors needs to go. I saw some kind of, some LED smart cat litter on, the, on a commercial the other day. It's like, it lights up red. If they're healthy, it lights up blue. If they're not, I'm like, get the thing out of the house. Get it in the street. That thing's the street. Get that thing. That's nasty. Some of y'all going to leave the church today. I know. God bless you. <laughs> I don't know if you got cats on the counter. I'm not eating. You bring me dip, you know, baked goods. I'm not eating it. I'm going to say, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to put that somewhere else. I'm not going to eat it. I don't know. But back in the day, we didn't have as much money, and we were more hungry, and so we didn't go out to eat as much. So we'd go to someone's house for dinner. You had to do what you had to do. We had five kids. You know, I mean, no, we had five. Whoa. We had five five people in our family, three kids. Maybe we're all kids at heart. Come on, Jesus. And we had, we had, we had five of us and like we wanted to eat and we we're hungry after church. I'm starving. And so this one guy invited us to dinner and he's like, man, my wife can cook. We can come, come to dinner. It's going to be amazing. He's like, she can kill it. She's going to cook. And I was like, okay, we'll come. He's like, man, she's cooking all day. He comes, sees me at church. He's like, you ready? You ready? You ready? You better be hungry. You better be hungry, man. I'm like, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm going to be hungry today. Yeah. He's like, you ready? No, you ready? You ready? So he's like, you, we're going home. We're cooking all day. She's been cooking. I'm like, yes, I'm ready. Come on, baby, we can load up the car, go to their house, pull up. He comes out to the front porch, like, you ready, man? Oh, man, it's going to be so good. She, you better be ready. You better be ready to eat. It's going to be good, man. Are you ready? I'm like, bring your appetite. I'm like, I brought it. Come on in. I walk in the house. He's like, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready, man. He's like, you smell it? I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, come on here and sit in the living room or to sit in the dining room. There's a little, little formal, Texas in a little formal dining area. I mean, okay, we're getting formal in a little bit. A little cramped, a little small table, a little antique table. It's all right, let's cram in around that. It's, there's nine of us, five of us and four of them. One of their kids wasn't there, so there's nine of us. And, and, and she, he's like, babe, they're ready. You're, bring it on out. They're ready. Come on, bring it out, babe. They're ready. She brings it in. And we had brought salad. And so, so we got the salad. She brings out a platter with about three little pieces of chicken, some peas, potatoes, and carrots. Dig in. I'm like, uh, what is it? Uh, he's like, y'all ready? Come on, man. It's so good. I'm like, so good. Is this the appetizer? Is this the tapa? You know, is this a tapa bar? I don't know what this is. I'm hungry. He's like, come on, dig it. Dig it. Divide it up. I'm like, divide it up. I mean, there's one. I get three peas. I get a little half a piece of chicken. There's five of us. We eat. He's like, oh, I'm stuffed. It's good. I'm like, we were like, yo, oh, it's so good. We're, we're, love y'all. Good to see you. Have a great night. I mean, they, listen, they great people. They tried. They, they wanted it. They, it was precious. Tried their best, right? It was great. Like, come again. Nope, nope, not coming again. We're starving. We get in the car, look at my wife, like, you hungry? She's like, I'm starving. Like, where are we going to go eat? She's like, I don't know. Come on, you remember the meal after the meal, right? It's like we got to go somewhere and eat. We're starving. We've been left hungry. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. God will not leave you starving if you're hungry. He will not leave you needing more. He will leave you satisfied. He will fill every hunger, every desire, and the things that you've been trying to satisfy yourself with cannot satisfy 
Hunger is interesting. It's built in. It's instinctual. God gave it to you. It's, it's there for life. It's like you're born with it, but it never goes away. There, and that's the same spiritually and physically. There's this cry in your soul. Think about it. When a baby is born, the actual milk from the mom drops or comes. The milk comes when the baby begins to cry. The milk flows when the baby, yeah, come on, the milk flows when the baby begins to scream in hunger. Some trigger mechanism that God designed, the milk's not there usually. I mean, the majority is not there until the baby is born and the baby pulls, um, the mom pulls the baby to her chest and the baby begins to cry and, and root around in hunger. You're wondering why God isn't supplying. What's your scream like? What's the hunger cry like in your life? Like, where's the milk? Where's the supply, God? Where's the sustenance? God's saying there's a soul cry in you that only flows and is filled when you're crying out and hungry for me. And I think sometimes we're easily satisfying ourselves in so many other areas, and this hunger is like this cry of God that is built into us that can't be satisfied. Hunger's crazy. Come on, hunger will make you do crazy stuff, right? It'll make you go to Kroger at like one in the morning just to get a little milk for Fruity Pebbles, somebody. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I I eat Fruity Pebbles. Come on, any Fruity Pebbles eaters in here? Yeah, there's our group. That's a connect group right there. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. You You can have about 15 different types of bowls of Fruity Pebbles in one box. You know what I'm talking about? You go a little milk, and then it gets a little bit soggy and sweet. Then you add a little bit to it. Now it's a little crunchy again, and then you eat it down a little bit, but you got a little milk left. So you put a little bit, and you fill the milk, and you eat that down. And then you pour a little bit of milk in the, in, the, in, in the bowl, and then you fill that back up. And then you have about four or five different types of cereals all in one setting. Come on, somebody. That's a Fruity Pebbles theology right there. There's all types of ways to work that. You're driving to, to Kroger at 3 a.m. to get some milk for that. You, you know you need it. You're, you're, it'll make, hunger will make you go three exits, 30 minutes out of your way to find the Chick-fil-A. You know it's there. You got an app on your phone. You're figuring out where those waffle fries are. Somebody, you're hungry. It's got this, it's got this growl inside of you. There's this thing. It starts talking to you. Hunger starts, ah, ah. You're telling people around you, oh, it's not, it's hunger, you know. No, it wasn't that. It's hunger. Right? It's loud. It begins to, begins to cry. You've got a growl of God on the inside of you. Man, I need worship. I need prayer. I need the word of God. I need miracles. I need fellowship. I need church. I, I need connect groups. I need each other. I need relationship. I, I, need, I need miracles, God. I need you, God. And that's where, where God wants us to live and walk in our life. And only he can sustain that. Listen to me. There's always going to be false foods that will not fill you. We all face it. There's going to be false foods in our life and we play hunger games and we nibble and we eat Chex Mix and we, we got steak and hamburger and potatoes and stuff in the refrigerator and daddy in heaven's going, eat something healthy. Get a hold of yourself. You're going to go up and down. You're going to dip. Your behavior's going to go up and down. You're going to be crazy. Would you eat? And we're trying to nibble on snacks and things and the stuff doesn't satisfy. Come on, let me prove it to you. I'll prove it to you in one thought. Stuffed crust pizza. You mean to tell me I just ate a slab of cheese, dough, meat, and grease, and I got to the end of that and decided, you know what would really satisfy me? A little extra cheese in the butt of the bread. That would be really good. (laughs) Oh, that did it. 
Like if the whole slab of pizza, did, if the whole pie didn't do it, the little cheese and the butt of the bread ain't going to help you out. That's the point, right? And we get marketed to, we get advertised to, and they are going after our hunger that's being filled by the wrong things. Those don't satisfy. It doesn't fill up. You wouldn't need stuffed crust pizza if you got full on the pizza, somebody. And God's just saying, I want to fill your heart. I want to fill your desires. Write this down. G- junk food makes you more hungry for more junk. Jesus makes you hungry for more Jesus. Junk makes you hungry for more junk. Whatever you feed, your, whatever you hunger for, you fill yourself with. It's scientific. Like if you eat carbs and tons of carbs, and come on, Fruity Pebbles, somebody, you, I eat the whole box. Any whole box, people? I ain't ashamed. Come on, I got a big old bowl. I got one of them big old glass bowls. Don't you dare pull out that little teeny porcelain bowl around me when you bring out a, a thing of Fruity Pebbles. And it doesn't satisfy. You go back and you go back and sugar makes you want to go back and then the carbs and your brain kicks off and, and, and drugs are released and you want more and you want more and you want more. When you eat junk spiritually, when we fill ourselves, now look, there's a lot of great things out in the world that God gave us to enjoy, but when we're trying to satisfy ourselves on that spiritually, we're always hungry for the next thing. God's saying, I actually will make you so hungry that you are never satisfied with anything but me. Jesus is always ready to fill up hungry people. I don't know what you hunger for today. Zacchaeus. Jesus looks at him and is like, man, I know you're hungry. Come on down out of that tree. I know you want to come on. I'm going to your house today. Blind Bartimaeus on the roadside, and Jesus walking by, and blind Bartimaeus shouting, Jesus! Uses his formal name, son of David, have mercy on me. All the crowd saying, shh, quiet, 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 Zacchaeus. Don't, don't bother the master. Quiet, quiet, quiet. He's God. He's got a lot to do. Quiet, shh, shh, shh. The whole world trying to hush your cry for Jesus. The whole culture trying to get you quiet on the things of God. The whole culture trying to intimidate you into not screaming, Jesus! But what did he do? He screamed in hunger louder and God stopped in his tracks and turned around and said, what, what, do you, what do you want me to do for you? Over and over through the Bible, stories, the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, spent all of her money on doctors and was left with nothing and is walking through the crowds, crawling, climbing to get to Jesus, heard about Jesus and, and reaches out and touches Jesus and, and, and Jesus stops and says, someone touched me and, and the disciples are like, what are you talking about? Someone touched you? Like, like everyone's touching you. He said, no, someone hungry touched me. Someone hungry touched me and I felt power go out of me because I feel hungry people. All through the scriptures, unscheduled miracles happened because people were hungry. What kind of miracle do you need that you think God's forgotten about? Unscheduled miracles, the feeding of the 5,000, that Jesus wasn't even planning on feeding the 5,000. Remember the story? He shows up and the disciples, come on, it was a selfish miracle and unscheduled miracle. The disciples were like, uh, Jesus, uh, uh. We've been here three days, and uh, we're on a hillside, and this is great. We've been ushering for you for three days. We've been seeding the people, and it's amazing. But Jesus, um, I th- we think the people are hungry. Could you send them away to get lunch? Anybody ever had a little selfish motive? <laughs> I just, I think the people are hungry. And Jesus says, feed them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. We shouldn't have told him that. <laughs> he called us on that one. You know what I'm saying? Use me, God. I feel so used. 
you feed them. And they're like, we don't have anything. Get a little lunch and they give it to Jesus. Give it to me. He blesses it, breaks it, multiplies it, feeds 5,000. Probably 20,000 were there. Listen to me. That moment on, he couldn't hide himself. That moment on, his fame spread more than ever. That was actually the turning moment in some of his ministry. I mean, he was heard of, but that became the moment where he couldn't hide any longer, where his fame began to spread. If you want the fame and glory to God to spread in your life, get hungry. If you want, if you want things to grow in your life, get hungry. Hungry people grow in God. I'm going to talk to you next week about meat and milk and kind of teach on that a little bit. But I just want to encourage you. I mean, there are unscheduled miracles for your life today if you'll actually continue to be hungry and ask God to, to fill you. Here's a story, just a quick story, just a little window into an unscheduled miracle. Mark chapter 7, it's an amazing story and um, beautiful response uh, from this young woman. And uh, in Mark 7, 24 through 30, uh, this woman comes to Jesus. Jesus is trying to hide out. It says this, from there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him and she came and fell at his feet. She came and fell at his feet and the woman, the woman was a, a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth and she kept asking him 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 and she kept asking him. What do you do when God isn't answering when you're asking? And she kept asking him, she kept asking him and she kept asking him and Jesus is standing there silent with his arms crossed and she's at his feet begging him and keeping to asking him and asking him and asking him and he's quiet. And then he responds and she says, let this demon come out of my daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. There's been a lot of teaching around this verse. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. A crumb from Christ will do, Lord. Then he said to her, for this saying, she, she kind of pushed back on him. She, she came at him and, and, and he says, for this saying, go your way. The demon is gone from your daughter. And she went home to her house and found the demon gone out and her daughter laying there. Here's this woman, this hungry woman, a Greek woman. She's gone all the way down the coast, walked to Jerusalem, walked to Israel to find a man named Messiah. Didn't know if he could do it, didn't know what happened, but we don't even know her name. We know that she'd been touched by some evil, vexed by some situation in her daughter's life to the point where her whole family had been impacted her whole life had been changed and she's hungry for a, a move and a, a miracle of God so she walks the coast to get to this place where Messiah is she shows up and goes in the house drops to her feet and begins to ask and ask and ask and God doesn't respond and God says to her it's a weird statement he says it's not right for me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs or the little dogs I love the woman's response she didn't get offended she didn't leave church because someone said something she didn't like or the pastor said something they didn't like. She didn't quit. She didn't decide Christianity was not real because Jesus said one thing she didn't understand. He pushed on her and he said, it's not right to take the, the children's bread and give it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, but 
But even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. The word little dogs there actually means lap dogs or, or, or the dogs that were the house dogs that lived up under. The, it was a different type of dog. There were dogs that roamed the street, but these were different dogs. These were dogs that would eat up under the master's table or actually sit in the master's lap. Come on, my wife's got a little dog like that. It's like a little human. She like sits there with us and it's like a human part of the family. And, and, and this, little, this little dog, it was, a, it was a part of the family. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the little dogs... Get crumbs. She said, Lord, I might be a dog, but I'm your dog. And if you feel like I'm a dog or I'm a little dog, that's okay because I'm going to position myself in your lap. I'm your dog. I'm going to position myself up under your table. And any crumb that drops from Christ, it can do a miracle. It can fill. It can satisfy. It can heal me. And I'm going to believe, God, that I'm your dog in the middle of all this. Come on, God just wants you to agree with what he says about you. And, and, and God begins to do this miracle because of her hunger. She presses in and she reaches out and she grabs it. She grabs the miracle off the table. My kids get embarrassed when we go out to restaurants with me a lot because I don't wait on waiters. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. If, you, if, you're, if my tea isn't full, I'm, I'm getting back behind the counter. I'm filling up my own tea. I'll make you feel dumb about your job. I love you, but if you ain't doing it, I'm on it. And you see me doing it. Yeah, you should be doing it. I'll look you in the eye. You should be doing this. You should be filling my tea up right now. <laughs> if I don't have utensils, I'll go get utensils. If, if there's not, I'll just, my kids are like, stop that. Stop. Stop. I'll reach up and grab it. Reach up and take something I need. I'll get God's saying, come on, reach up and grab. What do you need from him today? What are you asking? What miracle are you crying out for? What crumb do you need from Christ? Are you hungry? I've got to get, I'm preaching to my, I've got to get hungry. I need God in my life more than ever before. And if you're going to learn how to be human in the kingdom, it comes from those that hunger and thirst on a daily basis. We don't eat once a week. We don't eat on Sunday. We eat every day, every few hours. God, I'm hungry for you right now. I'm hungry for you today. I'm crying out, Lord. I'm, my soul's crying out. God, I need you. I need you to fill and satisfy some areas that I've tried substitutes and they haven't been satisfying. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're in this place, just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. I, I don't know what you're hungry for. I don't know what you need. But I want to encourage you. I mean, I, I would just say this in the story here. Just as we, as we close up today, the story, I, I just think there's so many things this young lady does that, that you could do. I just ask you today, just stay humble. Just ask humbly, God, I'm humbly at your feet. I need a miracle today, God. I'm hungry and I'm, I'm humble today, God. I'm asking you, I'm, I'm making my request known to you today, God. I need you to move in my life. I'm being specific. Come on, get specific with God this morning. I need this, God. I need you to set my daughter free. I need you to set my son free. I need you to have a breakthrough in my finances, God. I need you to give my mind a break, God. I need you to speak to me. I need you to open up a new city or a new direction, God. I need you to release me or refire me, God. I need you to, I need you to restore my marriage, God. I need you to change my heart, God. Change my heart in the thing. Lord, I need a financial breakthrough. God, my body is in and is, is alien or I've got some struggles, God. Maybe, maybe it's just fear. I'm walking around afraid everywhere, God. I, I'm, 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 I'm worried everywhere. Come on, people die from COVID right now that we know and we're like assessing their pre-existing conditions. We're not even worried about them dying. It's like, well, yeah, what they have? Okay, good. 
No, it's not good. People are dying. And you're walking around and I'm walking around in fear. Like, God, is it going to come near us? Is it going to hit me? My job and finances and, this, and the economy and the election. God, I need you. There's never been more, more times to, to try to fill up on a substitute that doesn't leave us satisfied. How to be human is to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Come on, God is on the move. He's still on the throne today. Make your request known to him. What miracle do you need? And I would just tell you, don't quit. Don't quit coming. Don't quit giving. Don't quit forgiving. Don't quit loving. Don't quit believing. Don't quit hoping. That girl didn't quit. She kept coming to Jesus and asking and asking and asking. I believe there's a miracle breakthrough for you today. I don't, I don't know what you're praying for, but I promise you, hear me. I promise you, any crumb that can fall off the table of Jesus in this place will heal and satisfy and do what it needs to do in your life. He's the master of multiplying crumbs. He's the master of taking something that looks insignificant and making it sufficient. If you're in this place, no, no one looking around, heads bowed and eyes closed. I want to pray this specifically. God told me to pray this specifically those of you that are not satisfied with substitutes any longer you know what today you just say you know what I've had every substitute I don't care what it looks I don't care whatever kind of promise it might even be from God it cannot substitute for his presence and his power and his heart in your life if you're just saying you know what I'm done with substitutes I want to pray for you I'm not going to embarrass you or stand you up or bring you forward but I'm going to ask you to show me your hand in a second if you say Jamie pray for me I know that he's the bread of life I know there are things that I've tried to satisfy that have been substitutes and it's left me hangry. It's left me struggling. Today, I just want to ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to make me not satisfied with anything but Him. No one looking around at that. Would you just put your hand up to me? I don't want to be satisfied with substitutes any longer. Come on, hands across this place. Thank you for your boldness honesty I don't need that substance come on there's all I'm not saying everything's bad there's great entertainment and there's great things in the earth that God gave us but you can't be satisfied with it the most successful job you'll never be satisfied the most beautiful spouse you'll never be satisfied the perfect kids you'll never be satisfied the biggest church you'll never be satisfied the greatest company come on it's never enough Father you saw every hand and every heart I just have my hands raised to you, God, that you would continue to make us hungry. You gave us a spiritual hunger and that we would understand and learn that we cannot snack on everything and think that we can be filled. Those that hunger for right standing with you, those that hunger for you, for a relationship with you, Jesus, shall be filled. We hunger today. I ask that you would take every substitute away and daily make us hunger for you, cry out for you, seek you, and find you as we seek and knock. I pray people would leave here more satisfied than ever that as they walk in their moments with you day to day, Lord, that your supply would flow and that their cry and their soul would be fulfilled and satisfied because you're the one that satisfies. I pray you do it supernaturally, God, not by our own strength or efforts, not by some formula. We've got to read the Bible 52 minutes a day. No, 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 God, just by being in relationship with you, just by seeking you, being hungry for you, We want to hear you, God. We want to see you, God. We want you to move in the earth like never before, Jesus. We need you on this planet. No one looking around just for another second. If you're here and you'd say, you know what? You know what, Jamie? 
I'm not satisfied because I've never given my life to Jesus. Like you're talking about him being the source, the bread of life. I've, I've lived on a lot of other substitutes. I've had a lot of things in my life. I, I've looked for it in relationships. I've looked for it in sex. I've looked for it in money. I've looked for it in drugs. I've looked for it in alcohol. I've looked for it in popularity. I've looked for it in marriages. I've looked, I, and I just, I, just, I just feel weighed down and I know there's substitutes and I just want the real thing. I want, I want to give my life to Jesus. I need a relationship with God. The Bible says this, listen to me, that if you would just simply surrender to Jesus, not fix your life, not go to church, not follow 50 rules, not join a denomination, none of that stuff. No, 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 no. If you would just simply say, you know what? I believe that I need Jesus, that he came to earth. He is God. He was God. He was a man. He rose from the dead. He died for my sins, my shame, my guilt. He died for all of this dissatisfaction in my life. And he rose from the dead to give me a brand new life so I can have a relationship with God forever and be satisfied forever in God. I want that. I want life. If you're here today, the Bible says if you would surrender to Jesus, you get a fresh start in God. No one looking around. Again, I'm not going to bring you forward or embarrass you or stand you up, but I want to see your hand on three because I want to pray for you. If you'd say, Jamie, include me in that prayer. I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready not to settle for substitutes. I want Jesus. I want God. I want eternity with God today. I want my past, present, and future to be secure in God. I want a fresh start. On three, one, I'm ready to surrender. Two, I need a fresh start in God. Three, I'm ready to give my life to Him. Just put your hand up to me right now. I need a fresh start. Come on, God bless you, sir. God bless you, young lady. Come on, anybody else. Come on, church, pray. No shame in this. Come on, God bless you, young man. I, I, I need Jesus. I don't want the games. I don't want religion. I need a relationship not going to hold on any longer come on I'm so proud of you for putting your hand up what a miracle right now people saying yes to eternity heaven opening over our lives right now come on those of you that just put your hand up if you didn't put your hand up but needed to put your heart up in this prayer right now I'm going to pray a prayer and you can pray my words or you can pray your own words there's no magic in the words it's just a, it's just a heart of surrender it's a heart of saying Jesus I'm yours and I believe in you be my Lord be my leader you pray with me right now father thank you for sending your son jesus jesus thank you for coming to this planet to find me thank you that you didn't come to make me good you came to make me alive and i ask you to be my lord and my leader be my master be my god make me alive in my heart give me a brand new heart god remove all my sin all my shame all my guilt past present and future i surrender to you forever you are my god you're my lord and i give you the rest of my life in jesus mighty name come on in jesus name let's give praise to god for saving people's lives in this place what an amazing moment i am so encouraged i know we went over a little bit today it's because of the worship team blame them and, and blame jesus don't blame me but but if you if you made a decision like that and you put your hand up or said yes to god like that we don't want you to walk that out on your own we've got some fresh start tables on both sides of the auditorium there's some lights over there you can see they're over there. They won't be in the dark at the end of service, but right now they're over in the dark and uh, we'll turn the lights on and not scare you. But, but we'd love to pray with you and give you a free resource and, and put that in your hand so that you can kind of walk that out. And then if you need prayer for anything, if you're here and need prayer, they'd love to pray with you as well. They're here to pray and believe God. I saw you guys praying first service for people. I believe there's miracles in the house today. I believe they were positioned up under the table of Christ and there's miracles. And so I would love if you need a prayer or a miracle for anything, I'd love those guys to pray for you. And then if you're a guest with us, thanks for hanging out. Can you give our guests a hand, everybody? Thank you all for being here. It's an honor that you'd hang out with us. Got a gift for you out at our 
guest area, and uh, we'd love to put that in your hand. And then we don't pass buckets here, guys. We give as we go. We've got boxes by the doors, and you can give online. Thank you for your generosity and continuing to give. You're making an impact in our city. We're feeding the homeless and feeding the hurting and reaching people. And so thank you. People are giving their life to Christ, and the gospel's moving forward. So love you. Have an amazing week. Come on, see you at team night tonight. I got to get hungry. Come and show up. We got some food for you. Love you. Be transformation.